0: This is Daniel Fagella, Head of Research at Emerge Artificial Intelligence Research. You're listening to the AI and Business Podcast. In this episode, we're talking about a topic that applies across industries. As many of you know, even when we're covering individual sectors, life sciences, banking, I'm always trying to shake out the insights that are going to be valuable for all of our listeners. But it doesn't matter what sector you're in. If you're working on AI projects, there's a big question here. Where is the data coming from? Do we have an actual strategy for how to organize, how to clean, how to sort, how to draw upon that data, how to access that data in terms of security? Data strategy is its own big topic, and it can get very technical, but today we're speaking with a C-suite hat on, we're speaking with a boardroom hat on for non-technical folks around what you need to know to build out a data strategy. Our guest this week is Dora Busias. She is the Senior Director for Data Strategy and Architecture at Stryker. Stryker is a $17 billion a year company in the medical device space. Dora was previously heading up data architecture for Pearson, and before then was working on information architecture for half a decade at GE Capital. So she brings a wealth of knowledge to this particular episode, and in this episode, we focus on the process of building out a data strategy with a lot of importance on the right questions to ask. So when we're initially structuring how and where we're gonna draw our data from, there's an unlimited number of possibilities. How do we organize and focus our vision? How do we organize and focus our efforts to be able to unlock the data that's likely to be most valuable? Not just for today's projects, but for future AI projects as well. As companies start to mature, it is not going to be by frankensteining together 5,000 different use cases in dark corners of the enterprise. It's going to be about waking up data as a capability, and that is the business Dora is in. I am very grateful that Dora is a listener of the show. Sometimes people ask, where do you get your guests? A lot of the time, it's from brilliant people who are already listeners and who are in touch with me on LinkedIn, and we get to talking for a little while, and we find a good excuse to bring them on the show. Dora is one such example. So if you want to know who we reach, it's great for us to be able to say that we reach smart folks like Dora at great companies doing really exciting things. And it was a real pleasure to be able to catch up with her one-to-one for this episode. And I think for you, dear listener, this will be useful for you as well. So without further ado, this is Dora with Stryker here on the AI and Business Podcast. So Dora, I'm glad we're able to catch up. I'm glad to be able to have you in the Emerge community and first connected on LinkedIn. Today, I want to get into a topic that's very dear to your heart and to your day-to-day life, which is data strategy. I think so many enterprises now are waking up and realizing, okay, there's value in our data. We want to wake this data up and turn it into things that are really valuable. But that requires more than just looking at one silo. It, It requires data strategy. How do you tee up that problem and what kind of advice do you tend to give to leaders there?
1: Yeah, thank you, Dan. It absolutely does. And, you know, before I go into the question, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I've been such a loyal fan of your podcast for many years now, and I've learned so much from me myself. It's my honor. Thank you for having me in here. And I look forward to our conversation. Yeah. So from a data strategy perspective, you know, I think you hit it too, having a holistic data strategy. Sometimes I think that's one of the things that people perhaps don't think through all the way. Sometimes they think, okay, let's get a brand new shiny tool technology in here and that makes the data strategy. Yeah. When I think about data strategy, strategies, really how do all the pieces connect together and you know years ago I had put together an enterprise information management framework and it was all about well, what do we need? what are all the different aspects that we need to think about to manage our data and that touched on things anywhere from data governance and stewardship to information governance, having to do with the retention archiving of of data, having to do with data privacy, with security with Enterprise data information architecture, obviously master data management, obviously analytics, how does AI fit into all of that? How do the different technology platforms fit into all of that? So when I'm thinking about enterprise data strategy, I think it needs to cover, hey, how does this connect to our business, strategic business objectives? What it is that we need to focus on? It is not just the technology, but obviously the technology is a key component of it. But then there's many other aspects as well about how do people work together? What are the operational processes that we need to put around it? How do we connect it? or And then how do we manage the data itself? Because I think this is one of those areas that a lot of people underestimate what it takes to manage data, yeah. to really work with good data, what it takes. And it's not just a, project-specific little parentheses in what we do as the implementation of the project, but it takes some thought leadership, some good best practices to put into place, and it can be its own big animal by itself.
0: <laughs> yeah. What you're articulating here, I mean, is that the scope of the problem is obviously very broad, and I think some of our listeners who are tuned in, very few of them have worked at quite a level of abstraction and height as you have, including with some of the biggest companies in America here, just in terms of your your history. But I think a lot of listeners maybe have dealt with data and unlocking the value of data in a specific division or department where, okay, they've got to not only think about what features do we want to keep and where and how do we want to store it and how do we keep it unified and harmonized and how are we going to use it for this one application, but also what are we going to use this data for moving forward? It's not just for one application, it's for moving forward, but in your case, we're talking about an enterprise data strategy, it's those concerns, but for all the different facets of important data in the whole company. How do you even get started? You mentioned you've had to put plans together. It's such an elephant to eat. Where do you begin to think about connecting all of that?
1: Yeah, it is, you know, a big elephant, like you said. I think from an enterprise perspective, it's not like you're trying to bowl the ocean. It's not like you have one big program that's just going to solve everything. A lot of the implementation happens through different projects. The enterprise level, what are perhaps some good practices, a framework where when we do have different projects working with the same data, for example, or different projects in different regions, and when I'm saying working with the same data, I mean, either we like it or not, the enterprise master data plays a role in this. Yep. How do they actually come together to work together? I think what it's really important, no matter how big the project or how small the project, is that we have very clear business use cases, very clear business goals, and that those also connect to that enterprise business data strategy. And obviously, as we're doing the work in the individual projects, what are those common, that common framework, the ways about working that we can connect back to it? And I'm going to bring it back again, because it does have relevance here with enterprise master data, because that's just the data that it's so pervasive and it's so common. And we need to start speaking the same language across all of our business processes and systems, right? It's got that impact. So I would say having that clarity in the business use case, making sure that you get the business and IT teams, the technology teams working together. I think that's probably one of the bigger pitfalls where there's not clear expectations. There's the lines are very gray sometimes as to who does what, who owns what, who's accountable for what. And then how do we also work together? There's a lot more pieces, but let me just pause here for a second because I, I, I see you yeah yeah uh, probably want to comment on that a bit.
0: Yeah, you, you can see my gears turning. So there's a lot on the collaborat- collaboration side that's important to dive into. And I really want to start unpacking that in terms of business leadership, IT, subject matter experts, how they're going to come together right. to, to establish these. That's a huge theme across artificial intelligence in general. And clearly for data strategy, which often has to come first, it's it's still such a big concern. But one thing you brought up that's important for the listeners to note, and it makes sense for people to think about it rationally, is there is going to be no big swooping data strategy project that overhauls and levels up the data across the enterprise. That's not really how it's going to work. It's generally going to work in terms of slices or individual projects. And there's some pros and cons to that, I imagine. I would love your take on this, but you know, I can think about a situation where... There's a big push for marketing where we want to focus on unlocking customer data in a certain way and tying email response data to e-commerce purchase data to other CRM data or whatever the case may be and be able to find patterns and, and unlock certain business use cases across this certain line of data. And I can imagine maybe eight months later, we have a big push in customer service that might relate to customer service quality where we sort of realize that maybe the way we'd want to set up some of that purchase data and the way we'd want to set up some of those elements of our CRM so that we can, you know, take them in mm-hmm. and understand them might actually be kind of different than we just structured and built them out for marketing. So, of course, you can't think about every possible business use case and try to build some complete system. The world is too fast changing for that, but it's also tough to take it only in slices because there might not be coherence to that overall strategy and access and value for the company long-term. How do you balance those two?
1: Yeah, you're hitting such a, you're calling out such a, such a very challenging, I think, situation for no matter the organization, every organization being part of, this has been a challenge, colleagues that I speak to. This is, this balance is not very easy to do. I think one of the ways that has helped me, at least in my experience, is be very intentional, very clear with the leadership, you know, what are our business, strategic business priorities, And then as we're looking there, there is a whole lot of demand, a whole lot of the projects. How do we prioritize what are those projects that can help us with that business strategy? But then as we're looking at each one of them, understanding those end-to-end implications and impacts, and then we can build for the now and we can iterate. We do not want to build... You know, we do not want to bowl the ocean. We do not want to build a big monolith. We do want to iterate. However, the thinking, the architecture, the understanding the impacts is one thing in my mind. And it's a different situation that I build for now. And then I go through iterations. If to your point, we just build for what the current request is right now, the current need, and not taking a look at even within the scope of this current request, Well, it might be outside the scope of what we're trying to do, but two, three steps down that end-to-end business process. Who might be depending on what we're building here? It doesn't mean we're going to build what they need, but having that understanding of what they might need is going to help us making sure that what we're designing has a really solid foundation and then we can just build on because... New, new requirements will come up. So how do we set up this foundation really in a way that it can flex and it can scale and not be very locked in to the very point in time need of this one particular team. And especially when it comes to data, especially when it comes to data that's got enterprise impacts that we tend to refer to it as enterprise master data, right? Yep. Or, or even third party data that we might use for many different cases. That is important to understand. Because that's at the point many times where we're building that that design, that model. So we want to make sure that we are setting it up in a way that it can actually extend without breaking it. We have to totally rewire six months down the road.
0: Yeah. And so, okay, I'm really trying to think about the bullet points here as take-homes for the listeners. One of them is considering, okay, sure, we have current business requirements that we're structuring our data and data infrastructure for. But also let's think downstream about who this is going to impact and how, assuming we make these changes to our our data and its, its access and its structure, what we're tracking, how we're tracking, and also think about maybe how they would use that data. Is there a short, almost a way you would frame this in terms of, of bullet points? Like, hey, think about your current priorities, but make sure you go down at this level, up at this level and make these considerations. Like, is there any nutshell way you'd want to frame it for somebody who might face the same challenges you face in the future?
1: Yeah, I think from my experience, this is where you pull in teams. First of all, you pull in both technical and business means to have this conversation. But I think what's critical here is to pull folks whose focus, if you will, is to really be thinking of this from the enterprise perspective. So I've been for so many years now working in an enterprise architecture, enterprise data information management perspective. So what we bring into the equation is knowing, having that preview of what else is happening, what are the different projects, bringing that visibility into what else is happening, but also start to build the knowledge of, okay, if we're trying to do something in this project, first of all, what is the business capability? Is someone else already addressing it? Or And nothing is black and white, right? There might yeah. be another, there's a lot of overlap in technology solutions these days. And when these teams don't talk to each other, it's again, a very high risk of really implementing the same thing and we just don't know it. So bringing in that enterprise mindset, one way to go about it is to leverage your teams like enterprise architecture, enterprise data governance, enterprise data, and information management that can not only bring that enterprise mindset, I think from a product, not a project perspective. And that can happen not only from the data, but even from the technology, right? Because we wanna use the right tool for the right job. But if we don't know who else is using tools that may be addressing the capabilities that we're trying to solve for, and we're just staying in our selling in our project, we're gonna miss it there. So that to me, I think it's one of the key, you know, key areas that, that can yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, key considerations that can help. But it's a very specific role and people have the, are looking at it from the enterprise might say, not necessarily, okay, let me just go and implement this solution, this technology for what I need today yeah. and only today.
0: Is there any rule of thumb or, or way to make sure that we don't do double work? Because of course that's another concern. What one concern is that we build something that kind of Counter effects what some other department or some other enterprise mandate is going to require of us in the future. And now our our CRM is structured in some weird way that might help marketing but doesn't help customer service. So there's that. But then there's also we're building something that somebody else is already spending a million dollars building in some other department or in a similar department. Is it simply a matter of finding the people on the project team and saying, hey, discover what the current initiatives are and bring those back to the table because we don't want to do the same thing twice? How do we tease that out and make sure we don't do double work?
1: I don't think it's just the people in the project team. I think, in my experience, what I've seen this work well is where you actually have folks whose whose scope is that to have and keep building that enterprise knowledge and that enterprise visibility. So even as you go through whatever the implementation program is, let's put those hooks in the process there to say, okay, as we're looking at this project and these needs, let's bring in this enterprise mindset. So that would be people that have specifically their role. But the key there too is as we're doing that in parallel, as we're doing that we're bringing that visibility and we're bringing from that project, the ideal way that we go back and we keep on updating, let's say our enterprise business capabilities map, or our enterprise process, and where they are, and our data and what it is, and how do all things flow. Like As we're creating things for project, take that and keep on enhancing our enterprise view of things, both from a technology perspective and a data perspective, and a process and capabilities, business capabilities perspective, because they're all three playing roles. So have the hooks in the process, pulling the people that actually do focus and invest and look out specifically for that enterprise end-to-end impact from all these aspects, process data and technology.
0: Awesome. Okay. Some good lenses to think through for some of you listeners tuned in right now. Last question is around collaboration, which is really big. Before we got to recording this episode, you and I kind of had some conversations around just how complicated and important collaboration often is. I'm going to frame it to you with a little bit of detail to coax out some important insights for the listeners. One of them is is not just who needs to be at the table, but also how this mandate even hits the table. So it's not like we work on a data infrastructure data strategy project out of the blue. it's because of a project, and I know that sometimes the way this works is somebody from on high will drop something on the table and say, "Hey, we want to improve customer loyalty and sort of make better use of this kind of data and implement these kind of solutions. Go ahead and make it happen and From my understanding with ai projects even farther down the line than data strategy, we actually Mm -hmm. want that decision maker to be a little closer to us and to help to clarify more things. So so I'd love to know, number one, how do you like to interact with the person in charge of the mandate in addition to just getting it slapped on your desk? What do you want from them? And then who Mm -hmm. else do you want in the room and at the table to start to think through a data strategy that could really be successful?
1: Yeah. And this is where some best practices, I think, can come into place. I don't think it's any one person. I really think it's a collaborative approach. But I also think there's different layers to how you go about it, to the framework. So at a very high level, or executive steering committee level, for example, so it's not one person, but probably key executive stakeholders, first of all, to have that executive backing for this to be successful. By having those executive stakeholders that represent the different areas of the company, because you might have commercial, you might have operations, you might have HR, you might have different areas marketing that want to do things, right? So bring them together. First of all, have that clarity of strategy from a business perspective. Before we even go into the data, as a business, what are we trying to get to? And then as we try prioritizing that, Then we can start looking at the data and the different projects. But it's more of, okay, go make it happen. But then you go to a lower level where you do bring that subject matter, that domain's key stakeholders together. But I like to think of this more of a a dialogue and engaging. Of course, there needs to be, again, a clear race as to who's accountable for what and how we work together, what is the framework. But it is important to have that dialogue. It's not, okay, here's what I need to do, IT or data science team, go do it. Because to me, that sounds more like working in silos versus coming together and saying, what are we trying to solve? And what do we need to consider? And having that dialogue, what will happen? Well, did you consider this, right? And thinking of it holistically, okay, if this is what we're trying to solve from the business. We need to bring this data in here. Maybe we don't have the data. Where do we go get it? hey, maybe somebody else because our companies typically are global companies and there's a lot of different pockets out there. And that's where the enterprise impact comes in place as well. Let's bring them in. In terms of technology, perhaps we already have some technology. Maybe we don't. We bring it in. So I want to say that at the higher level, we need to have that executive support and the right stakeholders in to help prioritize. But then at the lower level, we either – communities, operational steering committees or communities around subject matter domains to bring in the, the business folks, the data folks, data science or engineering folks, IT folks. And a lot of times it involves bringing in, obviously, third parties, vendors, especially in AI. right? Right now, many new vendors. So even there, I would say it's a partnership working together. And if I can just say this too, it came to mind right now, and speaking from experience, in this, here too, I would say, let's not skip thinking that, okay, I bring in AI and that's going to solve all my problems. I would say, let's not skip the step of actually proving it out and not taking for granted what as Goodwill, the vendors might be, right? How do we make that work for the company? Because I've been in situations where, okay, everything seemed great, but then when it came down to proving it out, it didn't exactly do what it was supposed to. And sometimes people might try to tell you, well, no, it is, and show you things, but things that you don't necessarily need AI to, to generate. So again, how do we bring in the right tool and how do we work together and test it out, not take for granted that new shiny tools will do the job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as a listener of the show, you know how much we rail against the shiny tool philosophy. That's very much not what we advocate around here. So I I like that advice. I've got three really important takeaways that I just pulled from you and I want to make sure that I'm getting them down correctly for our listeners. One is that don't allow any individual kind of cool tool or cool idea, mold your strategy before you test out if it's viable. If you're really going to start bending the way you structure data and kind of run different workflows or maybe what kind of data you track and store. Let's make sure the whole reason behind that is even something that could work. This is something that you're advocating is be be careful about a single idea that's going to bend strategy too much. If you can validate it, please validate it. A second thing that you've brought up is that ideally what you want is to pull in the communities of of influence with the subject matter experts, IT, etc., and have kind of a pace of when and how we're going to collaborate. Like you said, it's not just, okay, now you're in the room. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. But hey, how and when are we going to regularly come together to smooth this out, oh. to buffer all the edges? It sounds like that's another big point from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the clarity and look, one of those very foundational things that sometimes we forget is just Having the clear expectations and holding people accountable to it. I've seen so many times lots of people in the room and, okay, talking, but nobody has ownership of anything. That doesn't get us anywhere either. and it's it's kind of silly because those are such basic principles of how to execute with focus with a best practice that will actually drive outcomes. But we tend to forget these things sometimes. So I would say, yeah, don't forget that either. Clear expectations, holding people accountable, clear success criteria, clear objectives, having a method to the madness, as I like to say sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that totally makes sense too. So with these regular pulses of communication, have genuine accountabilities to move the project along in terms of clarity, in terms of deliverables, et cetera. And that brings us to the first thing you started with, which is, always comes up on the podcast. I can't imagine how many times it's been mentioned, but knowing your business problem, knowing your, your real mandate, your real outcome here, getting clear on that. Because sometimes, as you and I both know, that hits the table, and there's a lot of ways to interpret it. And it, it does require work from multiple perspectives to say, okay, are we actually on the right page? Is this where we're going as a company? Is this really what's going to support us? So you really emphasize clarity on that objective, and that's going to involve collaboration. A pulse and a pace of collaboration that has accountability and avoiding the shiny object syndrome that's going to drag strategy in a direction if it's not proven. Was that a decent sum up of some of those major points?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And on that last point, another way to say that I think is to, you know, data strategy is not shiny tool strategy. And I know we hate that, but it's yeah. just such a common thing where people saying that their whole strategy is implementing the technology and fitting the business into the technology. I think I'm one of... The uh, well, I'm atypical in saying, but what is it that we're trying to do? What is the business need? What are we trying to manage? Then I'm going to think about what is the right tool for this. If we were to do this with pen and paper, what do we really want to do? Because what I've noticed, what I've experienced over the years, Dan, sometimes is that people are just trying to shape what a particular tool would do. And it's so hard to disconnect and really be very thoughtful about But what is it that we're trying actually to solve for? Because then we might end up implementing the road tool. Yes, we'll implement the tool and that'll be great. But is this really what we need? Or are we just getting swayed by great new tool, great platform? It's all the buzz out there. But is this what it's really advancing where we need to go and where we need to be as a business? So I think that's something that gets overlooked quite a bit sometimes.
0: Totally. Well, I, I would double down on that as we wrap up this topic. I, I think that in your world, the world of data strategy, I think if we steer in the wrong direction, that's not what the business wants. Not only what might we have a flop of a project, but we could have the flop of a direction or of our data infrastructure. It's almost a worse consequence to get your whole strategy boat steering in the wrong direction than to just mess up with a single project. So I think to your point, what do we want to get done and where's the real value here? Can we get clear on that? all the more important when the consequences are bigger.
1: Yes, I, awesome. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Well, a lot of good take-homes for those of you who are tuned in. Many of you are, are at the point, if you're listening here, in big enterprises where maybe you're not doing 100 AI projects, but you sure are setting the data table. And some of what we talked about today are great insights for doing just that. Dora, I know that's all we have for time for this episode, but thank you so much from jumping over from being a listener to being an interviewee. It's a real pleasure to have you here with us.
1: Oh, the pleasure is all mine, Dan. Thank you so much.
0: So that's all for this episode of the AI and Business Podcast. A big thank you to Dora for being able to be with us. And thank you to you as our listener for tuning in all the way through to the end of this episode. Dora had some great insights around thinking about questions and combining that productive tension between building a data infrastructure in abstract and focusing on near-term use cases that we need to deliver on right away. There is a middle ground and I think hopefully again some of the rules of thumb and some of the questions we focused on today. I really wanted to keep things non-technical and think about what is the right place to start. Those questions I hope are are, again going to be useful for you in your own business whether you work with big enterprises or whether you are working in an enterprise yourself. If you are the kind of person that takes the lessons that you learn here in the show and puts them into practice, you may benefit greatly from Emerge Plus. Emerge Plus is our members only platform at Emerge where we give folks full access to our use case library. In addition to our full library of AI best practice guides and infographics on everything from building an AI roadmap, building an AI strategy, measuring AI ROI, and more. You can learn more about the resources at Emerge Plus at emerj.com slash p1. That's emerj.com slash p1, and you can learn more about Emerge Plus. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I look forward to catching you in the next episode here on the AI and Business Podcast.